Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. We'll be discussing season one, episode 14, titled Wolf and Cub. Yet another very, very solid episode. Uh, and one that's very interesting. Because for the first time in pretty much the history of this show, we have a number who is, to a certain extent, both victim and perpetrator. This episode is not an either-or situation because we're following this kid whose brother just got shot and killed by gangsters. Of course, the kid is really pissed off at the people who took his brother from him, like who wouldn't be in that situation. And so they... Uh, uh, Reese spends, like, the first ten minutes of this episode trying to find the kid and trying to find the people who killed his brother. And the kid, because he's so pissed off, like, gets a gun and is on this revenge trip to... to get revenge on the people who killed his brother. To kill the people who killed his brother. So, perpetrator... But because he's a kid and inexperienced and way out of his depth, because this is a big crime operation, we also have a very high likelihood that he will get himself killed in the process, i.e. victim. So, like, he is both and neither. It's a really, really great change of pace. It's a really nice, like, sort of shifting... Of the dynamic here. And the way this episode goes. The place they wind up. Where Reese is like. Quote unquote hired by this kid. To take out the gangsters. Like Reese. Basically because he realizes. He's not going to be able to stop the kid from going after him entirely. He's just like, okay, I'm going to take him out for you. You can tag along. You can watch me do this. And hopefully that'll be enough to satisfy your revenge lust. And so we get this amazing dynamic between Reese and this kid, Darren. And it's so great to watch. It is so precious. It is so wonderful. They handle it so freaking well. Like, it's just a really, really badass storyline. A really, really fun storyline that they play around with the premise of very, very well. And it's just 
so, so freaking good. And throughout all of it, they really do a good job of exploring the perils of revenge. The sort of false hope that is revenge. The whole phrase, like, if you seek vengeance, dig two graves, or whatever. Like, this all-consuming cold comfort. Where Reese is basically spending the entire time trying to keep Darren from doing something he'll regret, from uh, letting his revenge take over him, from letting his eagerness to get even ruin his life or cost him his life. Uh, It's a really, really good character arc. And then, of course, everything builds and builds and builds and builds and builds, and we get this amazing final confrontation at the comic book shop. Because we've worked our way up through the rungs of this gang. We have the people who directly killed Darren's brother. And then their boss, this comic book shop owner. And the corrupt cops, the corrupt politicians who let them get away with this, like, uh, lottery ticket business. Like, this fraudulent operation. And... Darren, upon hearing that this one guy involved who Carter had in custody but then was forced to let go, upon hearing that he got released, just goes full berserk and goes into the comic book shop on his own accord and is ready to pull a gun out and kill this dude. And what we get in the minutes leading up to Reese and Finch's raid, where Reese, like a badass, goes in with, like, uh, rifle shooting beanbag rounds, like, uh, like, riot ammo. What we get in the minutes leading up to that is this really fantastic scene where, like, something out of Return of the Jedi, (laughs) the dude's, like, got a gun on his nemesis, this guy Brick, And the comic book shop owner's like, yeah, do it. Kill him. Kill him. He's the guy who took your brother from, from, he's the guy who took your brother from you. And once you do that, you can work for me because you're smart. You can own uh, all these streets by the time you're his age. Like, literally, strike him down and turn to the dark side. Like, it's literally the gangster equivalent of Return of the Jedi is what we're hap- is what we're seeing right now. Like, it is the throne room scene. It's great. It's awesome. It's really, really fantastic. And then, of course, Reese shows up. He's a badass. He's uh, taking out everyone with these beanbag rounds. The comic book shop. Oh, by the way. Totally forgot to mention, uh, the kid does decide not to kill him. And then the comic book shop owner's like, yep, I knew that's what would happen. And then he ends up taking the kid as a hostage when Reese does his little little raid. And it's like using the kid as a human shield, basically, when Carter and Fusco come to back Reese up. 
Like, he's continuing to use him as a hostage. And we get this big, like, exchanging of fire. At one point, Fusco, like, dives, literally dives in front of a bullet to save this kid and gets shot in the ass. (laughs) Oh, my God. Of course, Fusco would be the one to get shot in the ass. That's the one who would be, like, the least cool with that. Like, that's the one who would be the most embarrassed. Like, that's the most Fusco thing to have happen. But they end up saving the kid and taking down this whole gang. So, we were able to get justice for Darren's brother without Darren getting on this all-consuming path of revenge. We were able to save him from himself. And then we get this lovely ending where... Uh, Reese and Fusco drop Darren off at this nice foster family, and we get this nice goodbye, and him, like, being on the right path again. It's a really great story. It's a really, really phenomenal one-off. Uh, we also got some solid subplots under the surface, of course, uh, picking up the thread from a couple episodes back where... Finch's nephew, his partner's son, is, like, getting dangerously close to learning about the machine. To the point where he actually tracks down uh, one of the government people who was there at the beginning. To the point where he gets, like, to the point where he sits down with this woman who, thankfully, ends up feeding him a cover story of, like, yeah, he his company was struggling, and we had to bail him out. He was in a dark place at that time. I know it's hard for you to hear about your father this way. And this satisfies the dude's curiosity enough for him to no longer be on the trail of the machine. This satisfies his curiosity enough for him to not be... On the trail of the actual truth of what his father was working on. What Harold was working on. Who, by the way, this kid name drops Harold. And the government lady is like, wait, what? Who is that? Oh, he he was my father's friend. You, you know, you know, know him? No, I... I don't. So now this government lady... Maybe knows a little more now than she was supposed to about Harold's involvement in the machine. Because he specifically said, you sound like my Uncle Harold. Like, as if Uncle Harold was... Like, sort of saying the same things the government lady was saying... While this is happening, of course, Fusco is continuing to follow Finch on Reese's orders. Uh, we get a really good ending where Fusco lays out what he's learned about Finch's, like, 50 billion aliases. And the final moments of this episode, the machine's like, uh, he... They have learned too much about Harold. Security breached. Security breached. And the machine is like, okay, we're monitoring Reese and Fusco now. 
So Reese and Fusco have stupidly made themselves out to be potential threats to the machine. And uh, we still don't know exactly the details on how Finch's partner died. However, we do know the last time we saw him in the flashbacks, he was being labeled as a threat by the machine. Just saying. Just saying. Not the best precedent set here from the information we have so far. Uh, but yeah, solid episode all around. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push a button. On the Anchor app, I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined, to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will put up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 15. Talk to you then.